guys, this is Home of the Tribe podcast. The Senorita Bombita here, and I'm here with my other three co-hosts. The Neighborhood Villain, Devon the Don, and Dang Dang. And we about to get started with this podcast, but first, roll the intro music. Well, what I wanted to talk about is how do you make an interracial relationship work or when does it not work? So that's what I wanted to kind of see. For me, I, ne- I, feel, I always felt like I never really related to like Caucasian women like that. Um, I was more so, you know, felt like I related more to black women. So that's more so what I was accustomed to. So do you think it, it's just it's harder or, you know, you know, more difficult finding things in common with someone who's outside of your race? Most definitely. Like, I, I think that first instinct is like judgment. You know, we got to go through judgment if we interact with anybody other than our own race. Um, but if you're strong enough to stick through it, then just that the feeling, the feelings will over overlap the, you know, the outside energy. That's how I feel about it. Like, what's your experience has been with it? Do you feel like it is, you know, something that, you know, it's, it's easy to go through or something that takes work or is it too hard to really deal with sometimes with the good and the bad, I guess, about dating outside mm-hmm. of your race? Um, I think when it comes to interracial dating, you, uh, it, 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 for me and my experience, it's been where you have, um, I don't know, where you have, you have differences, differences in opinion, differences in lingo, you know, how you say things, stuff like that. You know, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, they, 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 they may judge you a little bit in, in, in the things that you say or how, how you handle things. Um, but it's just, it's just based on, like, what Deontay said. Um, it's just based on your feelings and, and how you feel towards people. I mean, I've been in a... Our relationship, my first um, interracial relationship, <clears throat> um, the way I saw, the way that I dealt with the relationship was in, man, I'm messing up my words, but the way the way the relationship went, it was different because, you know, of, of the culture, you know, the culture was strong and, and they, they, it's like, I felt like at one time I kind of got forced into to the relationship because I'm sitting here like, wow, like, this is what they they encourage. It's like, are you going to marry her? Are you going to be, are y'all together type deal? What's what's your plans with this person versus, you know, um, dating inside my own race where it's kind of like, hey, they just talking, they just going with the flow, you know, we'll see what happens. I think you know, from what I've seen and, 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 like, my own experiences, I don't think race is so much an issue as far as, as much as, like you said, cultural differences. I think that's really the biggest issue with certain things. Um, because even with, like, me and you, you know, there's a lot of things that sometimes I don't understand or I don't get, um, like, and it's because you grew up a certain way, you know, around a certain group of people and then there's me who I grew up with a different group of people with different um, traditions and backgrounds and, and and sometimes you know it's it's like I want to relate um, on certain levels and I can't like 
even down to small things like, you know, I can't say any memes in Spanish that I think are funny <laughs> because you're not going to laugh at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that can be a little difficult sometimes. But I think, to me, I, I, I really, I like, you know, the differences because you learn a lot about the other person and you learn a lot about other people's um, backgrounds and that to me is really interesting, you know, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it can be difficult. But at the end of the day, like y'all said, I think it's based on your feelings and your emotions and you being able to show the other person these parts of you and kind of guide them, you know, through how you grew up and so that they can appreciate that as much as they can. Do you think, um, like, um, I don't know if you've had, you know, other, um, I guess, black boyfriend exes or whatever, but, like, how was it, um, you know, with Don's family? Was it any different than what you're already used to? Or was there any kind of culture shock at all? No, not really. Like, I can't say that at any point, I, you know, there was, like, a cultural shock for me. Um, the only families that, that I've met, like, with boyfriends was Dominique's and then um, my first boyfriend. But it, most of his family was white, you know, even though he, he's mixed, but most of his family was white. I didn't really meet much of his dad's side of the family until maybe a couple years ago because of the kids. But, I mean, I couldn't really relate to that part. That was a little hard because I would go over for, like, family dinners and things like that. And kids are kids. <laughs> but the kids sometimes would make little remarks that were uncomfortable for me and I've never experienced that around um, any of my other even though like other people that I went out with um, but definitely not Dominique's but I remember one instance where I went over there and there was this kid he was like 10 or 11 or something and he was like joking around with his brother and he made some sort of comment where he was like what are you Mexican as like mm. an insult to his brother mm. and I was just sitting there like what the heck's going on um, and his mom was like, don't say that, and all this other stuff. And I was just like, I mean, that's cool and everything, but obviously he gets away with saying these things whenever you know, other people aren't around because obviously then he wouldn't say them. He wouldn't say them with such ease. So that was uncomfortable. But, yeah. <laughs> did you guys, like, growing up, did your parents ever tell you not to date outside of your race? I don't mind it. My mom was pretty... She was pretty big on uh, me, like, really not dating a white girl. I got to be honest. Like, <laughs> her phrase, whatever it means, she's like, hey, if she, if she can't wear a comb, don't bring her home. Oh, like, wow. That's what she said. I'm like, damn, mom. But, like, what's crazy is that maybe I rebelled against it. But literally, when I was in elementary school, um, I had a huge crush on, like, white girls in general. Like, mm -hmm. a first crush with these two twins. Um, oh, you like both of them? Yeah, I like both of them. <laughs> um, names were, was, was uh, Emily and Carla. And, um, yeah, then uh, when I went to middle school, it changed to, like, black and Hispanic. So, mm. I mean, yeah, mom didn't like that. But good thing, you know, it did change. You know, oh, okay. So. What about you? Uh, well, I mean, like like you said, like, elementary school is more like, you are saying, I, I crushed on this girl named Hannah, and I was, like, third grade. And then... Like middle school, it was this girl named Sandra. I would give my milk to every day, so I was like, "All right, bet." Like, here you go. Um, but overall, like, I guess me moving out of state was the fact that, hey, like, I think I'm interested in a white girl, and then I was like, "Nah, that's not it." And then I was like, "You know what? I'm just sticking to my race because, well, for me, I watched uh, 
Tyler Perry's dad, daddy's little girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first scene was, like, when he got accused of, like, raping her, raping that white girl. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to just stay away from that. So it's just, like, overall, like, I was like, nah, mm-hmm. I, I can't. So it was, like, a sense of uncomfort that developed over, yeah, over time. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, my mom, my dad never really said anything about, like, like, oh, man, I don't want you dating so-and-so. Like, um, like a white girl or this and that. They ain't never said it directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of recall something like that, but I don't know. I'm not going to speak on it because I don't remember the exact words. But overall, I never felt comfortable um, like full-out dating a Caucasian. Like, that's just that's just something I, I'm not comfortable with. I don't, I, don't I don't think we mix. Like, I just don't think we blend. And, um, my own personal beliefs on Caucasians mm-hmm. coming after black people or dating black people or black people dating dating white people. I, I just got a different view on that. You know, but overall, I don't, you know, that just, that's just not my taste. Um, I've always, I remember when I was in um, elementary, middle school, my crushes were Hispanic women. Like, when I saw the Hispanic women, the girl, uh, girls coming into the classrooms and stuff, you know, I was like, what are those? Like, I didn't know what they were. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, that was the, the first time, because I remember, I remember in the, like, late 90s, early 2000s is when I started to realize, like, Hispanics coming into, yeah. like, Raleigh and right. all that. Like, I, I just, and so we ain't never, I know me as a kid, I ain't never see a Hispanic until I was like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So by the time I saw saw one, I didn't know, like, that's that's some real shit. You know, I was like, what are those? Like, she is beautiful. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Who's that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Like, for me, I remember my parents, my mom never said anything that I can recall, but my dad did at one point tell me that he didn't, he wouldn't want me, that he didn't tell me don't do it. But he did say, I wouldn't want you dating a white person just because, I guess it's that, like, you, I don't know how to explain it. Like, for him, he's experienced, like, um, racism Mm. from white people. So, to him, it was kind of like something that would hurt him if I would date a white Mm. person and then their family wouldn't fully accept me because I wasn't white. So that was something that my dad did tell me at one point. I wouldn't want you dating a white guy or whatever because I'm afraid that their family might not accept you and that's going to hurt my feelings. So it was on that kind of way. Um, well, I, I'll tell you this. Um, white people, uh, somewhere down in their lineage, they do sacrifices and they be they be... They on some. I, I I wouldn't doubt it. They on some dark. They, they on some dark stuff. And you know, if you get if you listen to the podcast now, you mad about that. It's the truth. <laughs> like I'm sure that y'all be sacrificing humans somewhere down in your lineage. You got somebody <laughs> sacrificing <laughs> humans or doing that stuff now. Talk, oh yeah, I was about to see somebody currently. You know, like slavery days. And I'm talking about. I'm K-K-K. talking about currently. I'm talking about currently. Mm-hmm. They probably doing that. They probably doing some demonic witchcraft, hell, Satan type stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's why I remember sleeping with a uh, white girl, and and um, first of all, that threw me off. 
Like this one, you know, one of the niggas slid in, you know, and she's like, I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all that stuff. It's a little like, different. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to stay focused. And then on top of that, you know, after we done, you know, I'm like, man, I got to get, you know, I got a pill. I got a dip. But she's sitting here comparing my skin to hers. And it's mm. the first time. I, mean, I just mm. swiped right on you 30 minutes ago. Mm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Hold on. And so then you're going to compare our skin? You're going to put your skin against mine. Oh, and you're going to say, it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The fetish, man. What you is know up what with, I'm saying? What is like, we will make beautiful babies. brown babies. Mm. It's a fetish, man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like, that creep me out. You ever had, like, a white person just, like, touch our hair? Like, you know, just I don't no one's ever, I mean, touched my hair, but um, but I've had like old, it's always like old white ladies that are like, Oh my god, you're so pretty, you know, where are you from? It's just like they you look different or exotic to them. It's just like, What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but what I was trying to say is like, That's crazy. Like, is that like a thing that's happened to you guys? Like, a white person compares their skin tone to you because like I used to hate that in high school because I was, um, you know, I was always, like, outside and stuff because I used to work on the weekends. So I was tan, like, really tan and, um, when I was in high school. And it was always some white girl that would come up to me when she was tan and she got her tan on or whatever. And she would do that, throw that line of, I'm almost as dark as you. And it's just, wow. like, it's not fully racist, but it doesn't feel okay. Like, it just feels wrong. And it's just, like, why are you doing that? Like, why are you? 90, 96% of the time, it's always a white person doing something. On this, uh, like, if you if you got a racist story, what is it? Ninety six percent of the time, it's a white person. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. So I, I remember when uh, I was with this one girl, um, and I met her through Dominique, but she even she wasn't white. She was um, what Indian and whatnot, but like she also had a fetish with having mixed babies, and I mm-hmm. I've heard that more so with white women, but could be other races too where they had this fetish with wanting mixed babies with a black man yeah. I don't know crazy. about like that I know I've had experiences like with guys where like that those comments do kind of like it's a huge turn off but um I've had you know actually like black men like tell me that they want to have kids with me because our kids will turn out pretty and not all the way dark and it's just like I feel like that's so much of this mm. internalized racism mm. where totally. like you start like basically not even liking yourself and I do think that it, the whole like white people being superior is a big cause of that and it's really sad you know to watch people turn like basically put down their own race because they're not, they're afraid to produce more children of the same skin tone like that is crazy to me yeah. like, do y'all deal with like racism on daily though like, like on your like work and stuff like that. Cause I know I I do sometimes. How how do you deal with it? Like what happens? So like the the customers that I deal with, like majority of them are Indian, mm-hmm. but they feel like they're more superior. So they look at me as different. You know what I'm saying? They're like like say for instance, like <clears throat> if I'm walking down the aisle and they're walking down the aisle, they gotta or quickly move over. Like they're scared to interact mm-hmm. with me. I, I work here. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to help you. I'm supposed to do this. Um, just the other day, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, this lady was like, hey, excuse me, um, can I get one of these cards? I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, uh, do you have anything to wipe it down with? Because, you know, the coronavirus is going around. Mm-hmm. She's like, 
Yeah, we got uh, we got spray and paper towels. So that's just like, um, I know you work here, but uh, you can go get the paper towel. I'm like, what? Wait, what happened? She said that She's you like, work here. So. Yeah, I work here, so I should get her the paper towel. Now, mind you, this is an older white woman, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, nah, like I'm not. I'm in the middle of something. Like I told her, I was like, hey, I'm going to my aisle to do whatever I gotta do. She's like. Oh well, you know you you work here, so you should do it. What you mean? Like, what makes you feel like you're empowered for me, me personally, mm-hmm. to do? Maybe because you have a pan. What is it? Panera bread shirt on? Like, ah. she, I mean, you're a worker. I, I don't think that's racism. But though. she didn't. She didn't ask me though. Like, she's just like. But how many how many customers customers are gonna do that to a customer service person? Like, I would. Like, if I'm an older white lady, too, or older black man, I'm going to ask you, too, can you help me out? Can you go get it or get, go do it for me? You know what I'm saying? Older people are on that. What I'm saying is, like, it was at the door, sitting at the door. She already walked past the door. Like, we're both at the door. Like, we're both at the entrance. So, where, like, the car talk. And she's, like, like telling me, like, I should do it because I work here. You know yeah, but I mean. We personally, like, we personally give them spray and paper towel on the side. So they can actually wipe down the carts themselves, because mm-hmm. it's like you don't know where people's hands have been and stuff like that. Anyway, but the thing is, don't customers do that to like um, workers all the time? Like you should do it. Uh, why are you? They all majority like a lot of customers have that type of attitude. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just because of race. It's just because of your yeah. job. Like yeah. look at you. You work at Walmart. Do it. Yeah, so I, just, I think it's more of a sense of entitlement. Yeah, yeah, it's because and that can come from anybody. Whenever they, whenever someone looks down on your job or something, um, you know, not right now because you was essential. But like on like a normal basis, like when people look down on your job, that's something that people do. Like they have a sense of entitlement of like you do it because you work here, and it's just like yeah, but you don't have to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. So have any of um, of you guys ever experienced? Sort of like that type of or any type of racism at a job or anything. I like would that. say like when we moved here, I remember it was me, Beyonce, uh, Dominique. Like we were coming from the car, walking, you know, get inside the apartment, and there was like probably three like Indians in there. Just off of just seeing us, they just kind of like walked into like kind of spew all into the other direction. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, yo, like you know, we got regular clothes, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you guys? Well, it seemed like you guys are afraid of us, you know. And then I remember asking um, one of my coworkers, she's Indian, and she was saying that um, a lot of people that, you know, come here from India, um, they're kind of scared of black people because of, like, the representations of black people on, like, movies being criminal, movies of black people being criminals and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I'm like, wow. Because I remember one time I was coming out of, out of my car, I had groceries in my hand, and it's an Indian woman and her kid were on the bench, and right when I got out of the car, she immediately, you know, got up, took her child, and then went to the other side of the sidewalk by the townhomes. You know, I was like, wow, like, I live here, you know, just because I'm black doesn't mean I'm violent, you right. know. So. Yeah, I, I dealt with it on jobs. Um, definitely, definitely at, uh, like, my martial arts jobs that I taught at, like, y'all already know how that went mm-hmm. down. Like, I was a lead instructor, and like parents, parents wouldn't, um, parents wouldn't come ask me questions at the end of the class. They'll go ask 
my boss who was sitting in the in the office doesn't know anything about what's going on on the floor, doesn't know about testing times or nothing like that. They'll go ask her and she'll be like, hey, go ask Mr. Richburg because he's the instructor. Mm-hmm. They'll, I'll be watching her tell them that. And then they'll come out, look at me and walk out the door. And then she's, and she's like, um, they were asking about testing times. I said, well, they didn't ask me. They would avoid me. They would, they would not want, and guess who these people were? Mm-hmm. The colonizers, yeah. mm-hmm. the Caucasians. You get what I'm saying? And um, I've had, I've had um, even on jobs, my performance being the best performance mm-hmm. out of um, the whole team or uh, working staff, and they wouldn't promote me, um, just wouldn't promote me at all. I've had on my recent job, um, Johnson Martial Arts and Apex in Mooresville, those two locations. Um, the dude over there, um, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson, um, we took group photos, and then we took individual photos, put all the photos of all the white instructors up there, and even the Indian um, instructors, put them on the walls, and then told me that my picture hadn't came in yet. Hmm. Didn't put, but put a sticky note that said Dominique in a spot that my photo was supposed to be at. Hmm. All of the photos were brought in except for mine and let me tell you there was he was showing signs that he didn't like me anyway would um wouldn't let me teach the class at the um until the very last class he'll let me teach the very last class because there's not parents watching or anything the one time that i did have classes earlier classes where all the parents are there and watching i had the kids so excited and so pumped up that the parents were not on their phones looking at Facebook or Instagram. They were standing up recording my class and putting it on live on their on their Facebooks, going live. And I actually um, I actually made a lady's blog site because she, uh, she was ranting about how good of an instructor I was. And he, um, he posted it on his page. But after that day, I never taught uh, um, early class again. Was trying to trying to put me on the back burner. That's that's white. That's mm-hmm. that white shit, man. They want to keep you suppressed. They oh you're good, you're good. We love you around here. You're you're awesome. You're an awesome employee. But we don't want you to be the face of this shit. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna put you on the back burner. Yeah. How do you like deal with that? Knowing that you know these people, you know, look down on you and. You know the racist towards you. Well, how do you go to work? How do you go to work every day knowing that? You know, develop a plan. Mm-hmm. Stay focused because the one of the best ways we can succeed as uh, as an individual and as a for me, my thought process as a black man, the main way to succeed is to get your own. You can't even trust your own kind. I'm telling you, even as a black man, I can't even trust my own brothers around me. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta know that okay. I can develop a team with people that have the same interests as me, but at the end of the day, no one wants to see you higher than them. No one has that pure, genuine interest to see you at high, as high as them, or higher than them. It'll get to them in some form or way, and even in the slightest. So what you have to do is plan, plan, plan. 
plan for the worst, plan for the best, plan for the even the smallest details, and then and, and, and invest in yourself so that you'll never have to answer to anyone. And even if the day comes where you have to answer to someone, you can say, you know what? I don't have to deal with this. And you can walk away and still be stacked. For me, I feel like I have, like, I definitely have experienced, like, racism or discrimination in places that I work. But it's been always a little bit different just because I feel like, like the example I gave earlier, there's a lot of things that may not seem racist to somebody or may not seem like they're doing it with ill intent, but it doesn't come off right. I remember working at Food Line when I was younger, and I had this guy, um, you know, he was trying to hit on me or whatever, and he asked me what I was. I hate that question. <laughs> what are you? It's like a person. The fuck? But um, he was like, what are you? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm Mexican. And he goes, what? That's crazy. You're too pretty to be Mexican. So Whoa. it gives you this, like, to him, he thought he was giving me a compliment. But to me, it's just like, what are you saying? Like, are you saying that my people are ugly? Like, and I'm the exception. Like, what are you saying? You know? Um, and then even that, I think this was like maybe a year and a half ago, I was actually donating blood. And the nurse that was there, she came up to me and she asked me this, that question, you know, what are you? And I told her, you know, I'm, I'm Mexican. And she goes, what? That's crazy. Um, you don't look Mexican, first of all. <laughs> what does a Mexican look like? <laughs> but she was like, you don't look Mexican. Like, she's like, no, no I can offense. show you what a Mexican is. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, no, you she's like, no offense. And that's how I know it was going to be offensive. But she was like, no offense, but you, you're very beautiful. It just looks like you might be mixed with something else. I mean, I, I know she meant it as a compliment, but it doesn't come off that way. Um, and then there was one time that I was working at Babies R Us, and there was a girl that, that was my friend. Again, she meant it in a good way, but she was complimenting me. She was like, oh, I wish I, wish I would have been born Mexican. And I was like, okay. And then, of course, my boss chimed in, and he actually said the thing that was straight up, like, bad, <laughs> like, very offensive. But she was, he was like, well, maybe, I think what you mean is you wish you were born Latina, but maybe not Mexican. They're, like, at the bottom of, like, the thing and I was like I'm right here Brandon <laughs> um, but I've experienced stuff like that a lot of like basically like what is it called backhanded compliments which is like people are they they mean it in a good way to them but it's obviously just comes from ignorance um, and stuff like that you know but when do you guys remember like the first time that you experienced it like were you like a kid or like that it made it it made an impact on you? I was 18 at Five Guys. And it, it tripped me out because, like, you say, I didn't really, I didn't for sure go through it like that. Mm -hmm. But the, the my manager, my general manager, she was she was Mexican. Mm -hmm. And she, like, say, like, some off-the-wall stuff. She'd be like, my Jesus is Mexican, and your Jesus is black. I'm like, what? Like, you really, like, you, you're throwing... You know what I'm saying? Messages out there. Mm -hmm. Like, initially, she'll be like, yeah, the only reason I got black people back here at nighttime is because, you know, during daytime, it's kind of scary. I'm like, mm -hmm. bro, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you know, so that's that's the first time I experienced it. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think, uh, I don't think racism can, you know, really be determined by a race. You know what I'm saying? It's everybody, I feel like every, you know what I'm saying, race can be racist, but at the end of the day, it just depends on the person. That comes that comes off and says it, um, like 
we can go out and be like, oh yeah, this person, this one, like call shots, mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, it just takes a person of genuine heart to be like, yo, like this ain't right, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. how old are? What about you? What was the youngest that you remember experiencing like a racist or racist situation? Well, this is a two-parter. Um, my my first time experiencing was in high school, um, where I had it's actually from. A guy that was, his name is Austin. He was, he was, and he he hung around the black people. Like he was, he was hooping and everything. How you hooping, hanging around the black people, and then have a nerve to try to call me nigger with a strong R? Do the the dudes that play on the basketball team that you be running with know that? No, no, you don't know that. But I slapped the hell out of. You know what I'm saying? If this ever gets back to him, I'm okay with slapping you again. <laughs> but I slapped the hell out of him. I, and, you know, I back back then I loved backhand, still kind of do. And I backhand the shit out of him. You know, um, I, I, I slapped a couple people um, in high school off of that, off those type of comments. But when I got out of high school, I had, I dated, um, dated a woman that went to my school and she, um, she told me straight up that her mom said that she don't want her dating black people because they're lazy and they're they're like incompetent they're lazy but yet her mama was dating the blackest of them all how you how you dating a black <laughs> dude telling her not to date a black dude no, I mean no sir and he was a whole nigga are you ragging off <laughs> one of them <laughs> what about you, Damien? Youngest? Um, not. I can't really remember as far as like growing up as a kid, but like other than the Indian thing, it was when we were downtown. It was like me and Dominique, and like we was walking, and then it was this white woman and her child. Once again, it was one of those instances where we were on the same, walking on the same sidewalk, and she like cuffed her child, putting her her hand on her face, kind of moving her away from us. On our side, I'm just like, I don't get it. I'm just like, yo, we in regular clothes. Not like mm-hmm. we got a face mask or we got, you know what I'm saying, weapon on. We just, you know what I'm saying, walking casually downtown. Mm-hmm. And that that was kind of my first time really seeing that. I'm like, wow, come on, dude. You know, but other than that, I never really experienced it other than those two instances. And then just kind of also hearing about, like, Dominique, you know, with him, with his job that he had. I'm just like, wow, it's... I mean, it's hard as hell for a black man used to rise and used to be, you know, used to be something when you have, you know, white people at the top, yeah. you know, trying to make sure we're at this low position. You know, it's like you guys don't want us to succeed. You know, we're trying to make it just like you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to see a black man at the face of the company. You know, it's like you said, it gets to the point where we have to own our own shit, you know, so. I just want to put something out there first. Like, I think we... And I think I've talked about this with you guys before. You know, being Mexican is, it's a nationality. It's not a race. You know, let's clarify that first. Because when I say what I'm about to say, it might sound a little confusing unless I clarify that. But my first experience with, like, a racial issue or me feeling like I was discriminated against started when I was very, very young. Um, Maybe even, like, five or six years old. And it came directly from, you know, family members because, of course, if you're Mexican, you can be, 
you can be black, you can be white, you can be whatever, because you know that's just basically a country where you were born, but it has nothing to do with your race itself. And I have you know darker skin, and I grew up listening to, you know, I'm not gonna mention names obviously, but certain people within like my family who would make statements like, oh, you have to have kids with a white person because you have to better our race, and. From that moment, like I was, I was hurt because I was obviously darker than most of my family members, and I took that to heart, and it really messed with my self-esteem growing up. And hearing, you know, people tell me to stay out of the sun because I would get darker, and dark, being dark was viewed as being unattractive. It also hurt me <laughs> as a six, seven-year-old growing up in that kind of environment. You know, I remember um, being as little as nine years old, and begging my mom to buy me these lotions that would like whiten your skin pretty much because I had obviously grown up around that that those comments and I think it wasn't until 2015 I was like 24 years old when I finally got to a point where I was comfortable enough and I could not to go outside without thinking about I'm going to get it took me 24 years to get rid of all of that because you grow up around it and and people don't really think about what they're saying. You know, They don't think about how you're hurting someone. But outside of that, my first experience with racism was, I think I was in the seventh grade and there was this little, this boy who was in front of me and he asked me for a pencil and I didn't want to give him a pencil because I had before and he didn't return it and I like my pencils. And so he was like, can I borrow a pencil? And I looked at him and I said, no, you can't. And then he turned back around and he whispered in his friend's ear um, that I was a beaner. He called me a beaner. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, because I didn't give you a pencil, bro. Back. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> didn't give me I remember a that word too back in the day. But I, I wasn't hurt. I was just like, what the heck? Like, what's wrong with you? But whatever. I still didn't give him a pencil, so I was satisfied. <laughs> you got that beaner on. <laughs> what did uh, what did she mean by like bettering bettering your race by being with a white guy, like financially or financially, but mostly the color of your skin, white. So if you if kids. I procreate with a white person, my babies are gonna come out white, like whiter than me, and so they wanted me to do that, and it's just like I don't care about that stuff. See. See, to the people that, that be like, um, yeah, dating a white person, better the race and all that shit, to all those people that think that, <laughs> it's all fun and games to call you a nigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun and games until you look at you, call you a nigger, or in your case, call you a beaner. Then right. you sit here like, whoa, what the fuck you just say to me? Mm-hmm. My bad, I was this. upset. Because you love me. My bad, I was upset. I don't mean it. It's nah, that's what you grew up on, Chad, Chad Connor, Aubrey. <laughs> like, come on, man. Jake. It's like, um, but that was. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation today. You know, I think um, we had a lot to say, and basically, you know, I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Um, we hope that you uh, share the podcast and get us more listeners. Um, for other content, follow our Instagrams and follow um, our new Home of the Tribe Facebook page. Um, go like that page and comment, share, tell us your thoughts. Until then, we out, bro. Bye. Later. Yo, yo, man,